Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show. Wake up! With your chance to sound off, give your opinion, and tell us your thoughts. It's on. It's now. It's here. It's the Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890. 92.5. KDXU, Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm Andy Griffin. Thanks for tuning in today on this. Uh, Going to be hot, but not that hot, to uh, Monday morning on the 13th of June 2022. And uh, we get our uh, semi-weekly visit from Jack Lancaster. Hi, Jack. Good morning, Andy. How are you, sir? Good. How's life? Everything there? Oh, right? everything's great. Cool. You well, know, thanks. like I say to people, if things were any better, it would take a plastic surgeon to wipe the smile off my face. <laughs> So That's pretty good. I'm just okay. saying. Can I use that one? Absolutely, like that. man. Okay. <laughs> um, it is, uh, again, uh, a day where it's going to be not quite as hot as it's been, which is kind of uh-huh. nice. Yesterday, Salt Lake City set an all-time high for for June the 12th of 102 degrees in Salt Lake. Oh, okay. We were 106 or 107 mm-hmm. here. Uh, it was it was it was a, a, a toaster, but uh, a couple of days we're only going to be low nineties today and yeah. tomorrow. So yeah, that, that's sounds nice. good. Maybe my AC will get a break tonight. Yeah, probably <laughs> probably not. That's what I tell people that move here from uh, from up north. Just get a, get used to the idea that around mid June your mm-hmm. air conditioner is going to kick on and will not turn off till mid September. Not at It'll night. It'll just stay on twenty four seven. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, is. it helps you get a pool in the backyard, too. That right? doesn't hurt. With a cover, <laughs> something like that. So, uh, again, thanks to Jack for, for coming on today. A couple of things we want to talk about while Jack's here. Jack is a business owner uh, and uh, has uh, has been burglarized a couple of different times. And I've always been, because I've never been a business owner, Jack, mm-hmm. I've always been fascinated with the aftermath of something like that. Uh Nobody's going to pay you back, right? Nobody's going to fix your door for you. No, I mean that's on you, right? Well, yes. if, if somebody does something to your business, you got to well, fix it. I'm I'm keeping my receipts and I'm having a discussion with my insurance agent okay. about all the costs of everything. Uh, but no, other, it's up to me, you know. So what what does that mean? I mean, is insurance going to theoretically compens- compensate you for some of that? Uh, some damage? of it probably will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, I'm, you know, I've uh, since the, uh, well, I've been burglarized twice in 10 days. That's crazy. So this guy that's been going around town. Same person. Yes. He, he drives a white Volkswagen Passat with a sunroof. Hmm. Uh, four so door. You, you've got a picture of his car. Well, yeah, but the li- unfortunate license plate was washed out on the camera. Hmm. And there's two different cameras. There's mine and there's one at, um, uh, down in Bloomington at the, the, What's that ice cream place down there? Baskin Robbins. Okay. Uh, their place and my place got hit at the same time, uh, both times. And really? They, yeah. they got Baskin Robbins twice as yes, well? Yes, yes. Wow. Yeah. So, so one guy that I could see on camera. The, the impression I got was whoever this was didn't get away with much. Is that true? First time he got a significant amount of cash. I won't oh, say okay. how much. Uh, okay. The second time, he all he did was destroy a couple doors. Hmm. I had a safe that was you know, anchored in pretty good. And uh, had a camera on him and watched him, you know, work it, but nothing there. It makes you wonder why you go back to the exact same places. Well, because I think it's because you don't expect it. And he already knows the layout. He can get in and out quicker. Hmm. And if they haven't had time to harden up or change their policies on how they handle their, you know, overnight cash, you know, your petty cash. Because the guy that closes isn't the same guy that opens in the morning. But this was about 10 days apart, the two? Yeah. Well, one was a Thursday and the other one was a, a week after on a Monday. Okay. So, hmm. 
when when something like that and they were at six thirty in the morning <laughs> yeah daylight yeah. <laughs> when, when when something like that happens jack we've all been victims i can't say i guess everyone but most of us have been victims of some sort of crime during our lifetime yeah i got mugged once yeah you know uh people have had their cars i've had my car broken into uh, you know, things like that. And, and there's this, this feeling you get when this happens, like how dare they violated, you yeah. know, like, yeah. like, like you can't do that. I've done everything right. I'm not, I'm not a bad guy in, in any way. In the case of my car getting broke to it, broken into, it was locked. You know, the alarm right. was active. It was right. locked. Right. Didn't, didn't stop the guy. Uh, do you feel that same way as a business owner? Are you kind of angry kind and of, violated? You know, um, I, I think he was just going through because he hit the the first time he hit four businesses that I know of, mm-hmm. including mine. Uh, he hit one a, a block away from mine, and then the two in Bloomington, and then uh, uh, and then the second time he hit three other businesses that I'm aware of. You know, at the same wow. time, same night. I mean, the guy's busy, busy guy. And uh, if you go to the um, uh, uh, see the St. George Police Department put a Facebook post on it. There's all my pictures. Oh there. yeah, a lot of great pictures. Um, right? If, if so, we don't figure out who this yeah, guy is, yeah, I, I kind of think he may not be a local, um, yeah. but who knows? You know, but uh, no, I I don't feel I don't feel like picked on or personally, you know, whatever. I feel you know violated, of course, you know, and I'm right. mad at you know that this had to happen because it just it ate up. Well, the first time it ate up, you know, a week, and then the second, another week. It's just like, you know, between, you know, calling my uh, handyman to come in and, and fix everything and right. buy new doors. Now I'm buying a alarm system. I'm putting up more cameras and, you know. <laughs> did, did so, financially, did it cripple you at all? No, or, not cripple. No. No. Okay. No. It's That's just good. a hassle. And yeah. it's unfortunate, you know. I yeah. mean, it's just a hassle. But yeah. uh, it's... it's um, it's like I told the police officer, you know, I said, you know, a friend of mine does a radio show and his name's Andy Griffin <laughs> and uh, he plays the Mayberry theme. Yeah. And I said, I, I admit what makes me sad is this place isn't Mayberry anymore. Mayberry anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what makes me sad because I me grew too. up here, me too. you know, and now I'm locking my doors at my house. I'm locking because I'm thinking, did he steal something that leads him to my house? Mm, right, you know, right. and I, that, that kind of worries me a little bit. And I've been, you know, so. Uh, you know, well, when I had my car broken into, my wife was really worried that he may have taken something that would lead him to our house, maybe mm-hmm. to be able to get in the garage. Yeah, you know, with the clickers. I, he yeah. didn't take the clicker, but yeah. he, he was. She was really worried about that kind of thing. And right. I was like, well, it's a legitimate concern. I yeah. don't think he did, I and mean, we never had a problem. Well, I mean, you this know, was years ago. So, you know, uh, I think you take your life into your hands when you burgle someone's home in the middle of the night in southern Utah or in Utah or a lot of places because good point. You know, some stranger comes into my house in the middle of the night. He's going to lead with some. He's going to leave with some lead. I have a. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to leave empty-handed. I have that a, way. a sticker on my rear window the, the, uh, of my house. The previous owner put it there, but uh, I left it there. Yeah. It said. Um, uh, uh, the owner of this house has a gun and believes in Jesus. And if you break in, you might get to meet them both, both. tonight. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, that's a whole other issue. I mean, this, this person was avoiding people coming in, coming at a time when no one's there. As far as I could tell, he just had the crowbars in his backpack and, you know, so. And one of them was on a Thursday, you said? And Thursday actually morning. Actually, both weekdays, Thursday and a Monday? Thursday and so Monday. So right during during my morning show that yeah. you're doing it. No, no, no. It was 6.30. Well, yeah, 6.30 in the morning. 6.30 in the morning. Yeah, yeah that's right. It wasn't yeah. during this show, but it was uh-uh. during my morning yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. 
So I doubt he was listening at the time. Uh, no, I don't know. Maybe he was in the car because the first time he pulled up into the dry, into the parking lot, I could see, I could see the car, but I, I again couldn't make out the plate. I was just sitting there going frame by frame. Can you see what that plate is? And just couldn't see it. It was very frustrating. So again, the pictures are out there. I don't know if they made it to our website, but there are definitely pictures out there. Uh, St. George Police Department has them up, and uh-huh. uh, and if you. I mean, we don't think it's a local guy. At this point, if it was somebody local, I think somebody would have stepped up and said, yeah, I know who that is. Well, I posted on, on my restaurant website, uh, Facebook page. I posted on my personal page, Jack Lancaster, Facebook. You know, mm-hmm. if you go there, you can see that. Um, I had a lot of people, you know, offer sympathy and, you know, uh, and a lot of people shared it. I yeah. can tell it was shared like 800 times at least. So, so if he was a local, he's yeah. the the. Uh, well, I say the now, a lot of people were thinking the guy, the guy that did the strong arm robbery at Durango's. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the same. At first, you know, it wasn't the same guy. Is that the one where they tackled him? They tack yeah. The kid yeah. tackled him on the way out. It could have been cousins, maybe. I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. that wasn't him. Okay, so. all right. Because again, I got hit between the first. So I got I got hit, and then. That guy did his thing at Durango's, and then I got burglarized again. Right. Yeah. Would have had to been out already. Yeah. Uh, if they catch the guy, will there be, the, as far as you know, will there be any kind of compensation for what he took? Only if he still has the cash that he stole from me. Yeah. You know, they'll, he'll be fined. Uh, my, don't ask me how I know this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say I've had some experience, not personally, but with some uh, friends that were burglars at one time and uh, they had to pay a fair amount of compensation that got ba- got its way back to the people they victimized hmm. so that that's if he has anything hmm. and that could take years well and, and logic would assume if he's breaking in to get stuff he probably doesn't have anything well you yeah think, you and think. it's not hard to get a job right now so it sure isn't yeah it sure isn't yeah. All right. Well, I wish you the best of luck on well, thank figuring you. who that, thank that you. guy is and getting everything. I I would imagine now uh, there's a certain business here in town, your business, that is a, probably a lot more secure than it was, say, three It is weeks a lot ago. more, and it's going to get more secure, yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jack. Yeah. Sorry that happened to That's you. That's okay. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's all right. I'm no, I'm no worse off than a lot of people, and I'm a lot more lucky than others. So I'm, you, I'm blessed overall. The, the time that uh, my vehicle got broken into, yeah. this was, gosh, it's been 20 years. But, yeah. uh, we were, my buddies and I were playing pickup basketball inside a church house. And uh, one of my buddies had to leave early. And he caught these two teenage kids red-handed mm-hmm. going through stuff in our car. So yeah. it happened to be uh, uh, a guy that was the, probably the fastest, toughest guy that we played with. And so when those kids started to run, he, <laughs> he, he tackled the older one uh-huh. and put him in a headlock and took him to the ground and, and told him that, he said, you yell at your brother or whoever, you yell uh-huh. at the other guy to get back here. And the other guy came back. Yeah. And so they're sitting on the sidewalk and uh, somebody else had gone out and then they came in and told us about it and we all came out. So there's 10 big, tough yeah. you know, basketball yeah. playing sweaty guys. And, yeah. And, uh. <laughs> They're thinking, oh crap! <laughs> so yeah, so we asked the guy, "What did you do with our stuff?" And he said, "Well, I threw it in the bushes." And it turned out there were CDs and yeah. money and jewelry and all kinds of stuff in the bushes. And uh, we held the, the 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 guy held him down and said, "Well, we actually lied to him at first. We said, if you tell us where the stuff is, we won't call the police. We were going to call the police yeah, anyway." Yeah. But, uh, so we got our stuff back. The police came, uh, police were called. When he found out, the police were called. He tried to get away again. 
And this time my, my fast buddy tackled him, and then I went and kneeled on his back. <laughs> and I'm not a small person. No, you're not. Uh, that would be very painful, Andy. <laughs> so, I hope it was. I hope it was because I felt pretty violated. Anyway, the police came, and, uh, you know, they were juveniles, and they, yeah. they, they got yeah. a slap on the wrist. Well, you scared uh, the whatever out of them. I, hope, sure. I don't think they'll be stealing yeah. anything from a yeah. church parking lot. Yeah. Anytime soon. <laughs> Especially at eight o'clock at night when only, only guys in there are playing basketball. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was an interesting experience. Well, so. Good job. I'm glad you caught them anyway. So Just teach, taught them a lesson. Yeah. Right. I think, I think I bet so. they're better people for it today. <laughs> I don't know. There was a lot of rehab involved, but at least we scared <laughs> the heck out of them anyway. Well, sometimes so. when you get caught as a youth, you know, you're on the wrong path. It, it brings you back in line, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, maybe, uh, maybe so. I used maybe to so. I used to ring doorbells for a living, you know, when I was a teen, uh, you know, thirteen, fourteen years old. Uh, you were you were one of those. Uh, I was I was one what, of those. My, my wife calls them doorbell doorbell ditch. Yeah, yeah. I used to do that a lot with some buddies. You know, we'd have sleepovers and about three o'clock in the morning. We'd go around the neighborhood and start mm. lawnmowers and <laughs> start and, lawnmowers. Yeah, in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh man. Well, what else are you going to do at St. George? <laughs> Well, now there's a lot. St. George in the 70s. Then, I mean, yeah, what else are you going to do, man? Mm, good point. Um, okay, a couple of other topics we wanted to get to today. Jack Lancaster is my guest here on the Andy Griffin Show. Um, we talked a, a little bit, obviously, about uh, business owners and compensation and trying to figure out after after you get uh, burglarized like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's also talk a little bit about climate. And that's kind, mm-hmm. of, a, kind of a big topic right now because... Uh, we're setting records. It's, mm-hmm. It was 102 in Salt Lake yesterday. Right. We were at 106 or whatever whatever it was here. It seems like it's hotter here uh, earlier than it has been in the past. And so I wanted to, you. I know this is a, a topic that you have done a lot of research mm-hmm. and put a lot of effort into. Uh, is that, it, it seems like when it's hot early like this, that feeds right into the notion that man-made climate change is causing the world yeah. to be yeah. hotter yeah thoughts uh well if it was hotter in the past mm-hmm. like in the 30s and the 20s yeah is that because of my man-made climate change or is only this heat because of man-made climate well, only, change only this wasn't. one apparently yeah <laughs> so it was hotter in the 20s and 30s you've heard of the dust bowl yeah grapes of wrath that yeah. movie where they were mm-hmm. climate refugees yeah because uh yeah it was much harder in the past although uh, I can show you videos and uh, uh, data where the uh, NASA has changed the past temperature and made the, the present warmer than the past. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why would they do that? To promote the agenda that that man made the man is mm-hmm. causing global warming through CO two emissions, which gives Joe Biden cover for uh, canceling um, Keystone Pipeline and um, and oil exploration on federal lands. No. Like anybody else, I look at something on the internet, I, I see a meme or something, I go, see! Uh, and I saw one the other day that had a picture of the U.S. pipelines mm-hmm. going through the forest, and it seemed like it was very clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd done a great job with the environment around the pipelines. Mm-hmm. And then the, next to it was a picture of a lithium mine mm-hmm. where they're get, you know getting the, the minerals for these batteries. And yeah. it was a big, ugly, disgusting strip mine. Yeah. Uh, I know that was inflammatory, trying to get all of us or some of us to feel a certain way, but is that 
pretty accurate as far as you probably as as you know you know and then also if you look at the amount of acreage it takes to put up solar and solar panel farms and wind farms versus the amount of acreage it would take to to uh, put up or or convert a, a, a coal powered plant to a natural gas powered plant <laughs> yeah look at the footprint of land I mean we just I just drove back from Las Vegas Sunday and uh, you know those hundreds of thousands of acres out there in the Nevada desert I mean that's a good place to put solar panels. But what about all the endangered tortoises out there? That's right. You know? Yeah. Uh, what about all of the hawks and eagles that are getting uh, sliced up in bats by these uh, uh, wind turbines up by Milford in, in the area, right? Mm-hmm. So how, I don't know how that is any better or, or uh, than, than uh, you know, what, a 10-acre part, you know, 10-acre parcel for a natural gas-burning uh, uh, power plant? Right. Who You know, the biggest part of that, postage stamp is uh, of size is going to be the parking lot you know of area that it's going to take up and that's going to that's going to generate more electricity for more homes more dependently over the long term whether it's windy or not whether it's cloudy or not whether it's nighttime or not and so you know we're we're paying the price for being stupid right now and the climate is a hoax okay tell you what here's what the thing is the earth is getting a little warmer the question is are we doing it right Okay, and they say vehemently, yes, yes, it's our fault. But it's been hotter in the past. Mm. So if it gets hotter and cooler without us being part of it, what are those causes? Have you heard of things called Milankovitch cycles? Maybe from you before. But... Milankovitch cycles are the uh, oscillations in the Earth's orbit around the sun. So the Earth can get closer to the sun and further away from the sun on its orbit. It can be more circular or more oblong. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in those times when it's more oblong, that's when the ice ages grow and the ice ages melt, when it, depending on that cycle. Also, the, the axis of the Earth moves around. It's called precession. And that the, the northern hemisphere can be tilted a little more drastically away from the sun or a middle, little more you know, north and southern. Because mm-hmm. that, that'll wobble. You know, like a top, when you spin it and it starts winding down, how it just kind of does that rotation? Wobble, yeah. That wobble towards the end of the rotation. Well, the Earth does that. And those processions, when they... When they when they combine, they're called Milankovitch cycles. Okay. And you can look them up, and you can see they correspond exactly with uh, ice ages and with uh, droughts, things like that. Now, <clears throat> the, the question is, with the global warming scare that everybody's trying to scare you with, that they're, that they're sure. using to justify $6 gasoline, right? right? Is that the earth is going to heat up, and, and the ice caps are going to melt, well, Antarctica is the coldest it's ever been hmm. right now, right now, okay? Cold, coldest it's ever been. I, well, I got data on that. I'll just everybody, watch it on everybody my Everybody talks about glaciers melting, though. Right. But they, there's, okay. there's more precipitation in some parts. Right now, we're in a drought. No question about it. Mm-hmm. But droughts are, no, are not unusual for here. But what is unusual for the western United States on the Colorado River Basin that's never been before? And that is millions and millions of people drawing that water out. True. Okay. That's never happened More before. More than ever. Yeah. Okay. Now, that probably is having some effect on the local, you know, everything. I was just in Las Vegas, my cousin's own boat harbor uh, down on Lake Mead, you know, and they're down, you know, they keep chasing the water down, you know. But they said yeah. there's still plenty of lake to, to recreate on. It's still the largest man made lake in the United States, even though it's at 30% of capacity. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, we are a long way from uh, a disaster, as it were, and we're going to have an El Nino 
which is that cycle where the warm water comes to the eastern Pacific, and it's going to cause uh, rainfall. We're probably going to have an El Nino this year. We've been in La Nina for the last three years, which is why we're in this part of the drought. Remember right. three or four years ago, we had a lot of rain, a lot of snow? Mm-hmm. That was El, El Nino years. So La Nina means we're in drought. La, El Nino means we're in a um, wet, wetter period. Okay. And that's just for so, us. So, But everybody, the, the news is making stories about 100 degree plus temperatures in June. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, good Hottest day of the the longest day of the year? That's right. June 21st, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway. C- can you, uh, this is a hard ask, but can you can you predict, are we going to get rain this this year, this I, summer? I don't know. I mean, you know. Do you think we Usually will? what happens in, uh, in La Nina, we get a pretty decent monsoon. So we're going to get monsoon probably this, you know, it'll probably start happening here in another couple of weeks and hopefully run through a good part of August and we get that uh, Indian summer towards uh, September, October, you know, yeah. which is typical for us. Where I'm doing a football game and it's 105 degrees. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you're right. It is getting warmer. But remember, when we grew up, Andy, I grew mm-hmm. up in the 70s. Well, the 70s, what was the news talking about the weather? Mm-hmm. We were approaching our next ice age. Everybody was freaking out over the next ice age because the seventies were so that. cold. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, there's a TV show called In Search of, narrated by one of my favorite actors of all time, Leonard Nimoy, who played Spock on Star Trek. Yeah. Don't get me down that path because I'll take you somewhere, buddy. <laughs> but um, uh. he talked about you know the next ice age because we were in a very cold period in the seventies. Okay, right. so when we look at our own personal history. And we grew up, you know, my formative years, I, I graduated high school in 1980, so I was in high school through the 70s and junior high school and that. And it was colder then. I remember going to the Roundup in September having to wear a jacket. Really? Yeah. yeah. Dixie Roundup, St. George, Utah, mm-hmm. you wore a jacket. In September. In September. Yeah, I wore a T-shirt once and I regretted it. I was cold. Hmm. But that was in the 70s when it was cooler. Yeah. Okay? Hmm. But remember, the Anasazi used to live here. Remember 2,000, 4,000 years ago, whenever it was, in the Anasazi? Yeah, sure. They left. Why'd they leave? Because of uh, drought. Drought, yeah. Dry. Yeah. Droughts are a natural part of this area. Hmm. The difference is, is there's all these millions upon millions of people that are drying on the water of the Colorado River Basin that have never done it before in history. So we've got to be careful with the water. We can't, we can't abuse it. We've got to conserve We've got to do everything we can do because we're all in this together here, and droughts are a natural part of this environment. Natural part of the environment. All right. He's Jack. We're going to take a break, weather break. When we come back, are people intentionally setting our food supply on fire? Dun, dun, dun. Mm, kind of seems that way. We'll get to that in a second. Compelling guests, hot topics, the latest news, always on the Andy Griffin Show. Is there a juicy part in it for me? Right here on News Radio 890, 92.5, KDXU, Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Welcome back, 934 on KDXU. I'm Andy Griffin. Thanks for tuning in today. Thanks again to those that participated in our cash and cruise giveaway. I was, you know, it's funny. I was talking with Gary Sorensen of Morris Columbus Travel Jack after the uh-huh. event. When you give a prize away and there's a bunch of qualifiers, obviously only one of them can win, uh, other people tend to be not real thrilled. They're kind of like, oh, man, you know, but... Uh, our winner this year was 85-year-old Freddie Gasser. Uh-huh. She uh, was genuinely, I mean, talk about humble winner. She was genu- genuinely 
flabbergasted at how awesome this was uh-huh. and that she'd actually won something. She's like, I never win anything. I mean, just, and I think everyone in that room, even though they didn't win the grand prize, I think everyone was like, you know, if I couldn't win, that's the person that, she that got it. Yeah. 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 And, awesome. and, and that's pretty cool. So Freddie, who is, is a widow, uh, you know, is widowed. Uh, uh, she will, you know, have to find a grandson or a granddaughter or, or, one of her kids or something to go on this cruise yeah, with, but well, it's pretty cool. Make it fun. It's pretty cool. Probably end up buying, I, I don't know, I'd buy a few more tickets and make it a family affair, you know? There you go. Yeah, there let's go. go. We also had tons of leftover pizza, Ooh. and so as people left, even though they didn't win the grand prize, I told uh-huh. them to take a box of pizza, uh-huh. and so we gave out, you know, 20 boxes of there pizza or something, too, <laughs> so turned out all right. Turned yeah. out, it was a good party. That sounds awesome. Bit, bit hot holy smokes we because we had our little check-in tent and the pizza's uh-huh. outside fortunately gary over at morris columbus travel let us go inside in the air conditioning and that's where we did the drawing oh good good so otherwise it was and you know they're really really good over there too um uh, i i worked with them on a promotion i did at the at my restaurant and they're really really good at taking care of people and 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 booking your cruises and things like that they're they're great people gary's he's been in the business for so long Knows the stuff, doesn't he? Knows the stuff, yep. Absolutely. So, anyway, happy that uh, Freddie Gasser gets to go on a cruise. That's great. uh, We had other prizes we're giving out, too. But, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It's funny because, what are the odds, right? She won, actually, the I think it was the third prize. Her number was drawn. Mm -hmm. And then after all the the runner-up prizes, we put the the balls back in the cage Mm -hmm. so that the grand prize winner... Uh, could could you know didn't have to give it up and so mm-hmm. when her n- number was drawn again she actually had to decide whether or not to give one of the other prizes up to take the grand prize of course she did yeah uh, but what are the odds that that exact same number for the second time in a row got drawn on uh, wow. uh, on our pr- grand cruise giveaway so, yeah that's cool kind of cool yeah Anyway, uh, Annie Griffin show uh, Jack Lancaster with me today. Always, always fun to have Jack on on the show. Uh, somebody texted in and said, "If you remember right, in '94 or '95, it snowed in St. George. The freeways were shut down and everything, so it's actually not warming up the globe. Anyway, it's actually getting cooler. Yeah, uh, and that was in November. Snow yeah. in November. Yeah. Wow." And six or seven years ago, we had one of the coldest winters ever in St. George. Yes, so. yes. And, you know, we are in a, what's called an interglacial period. Hmm. That's the scientists all call this this climate world that we're in right now interglacial. Okay. Uh, meaning we're between glacial periods. Ah. Yeah. Right. Well, so. You know. I, I, the one stat you gave me, though, uh-huh. that, that you bring up when we talk climate is the Number of maybe you'll help me out with the, the number of uh, I don't know the parts per million right. that we've actually okay so so, small. so okay so the the climate alarmists will tell us that the, because we're putting CO two into the atmosphere that that's causing global warming yeah okay it's our fault so before yeah. the industrial revolution the world's CO two was about two hundred and fifty parts per million or two hundred ppm two hundred parts per million per million folks yeah now okay. it's 420 parts per million wait that, that doesn't seem like very much uh, it's four out of ten thousand molecules that that really doesn't seem like that's a lot. it yeah hmm. okay yeah all right let's move on <laughs> <laughs> okay uh there's a stadium of ten thousand people are stadiums that big football stadiums no ten thousand yeah no they're not that big are they ten thousand sure Okay. Here in town, you mean? Uh, no, no, no. Like, like, uh, like arena football arenas. Well, uh, Beaver Stadium, Penn State, hundred thousand. Oh, hundred thousand. Yep. Okay, so you got uh, twenty people, 
was CO2 before the revolution. Now you got four, 40. 40? 40, 40 people out of 100,000. 100, yeah. <laughs> doesn't seem like very much at all. Well, that's the point, yeah. you know, and I was, I was having this conversation also with, uh, with a friend of mine. So one of the things, nobody talks about the benefits of, a, of increased CO2 in the atmosphere. Did you know right. that there are benefits? No, everybody says it's bad, so I'm going to believe them that it's bad. Why? Okay. Because they, told because they say, though, right? Yeah. Well, you can go to the NASA website, and you can look at the greening of the Earth. Mm-hmm. Okay? Plants. Everything. Plants are the foundation of life, animal life on Earth. Sure. Okay? Because everything eats a plant, or everything eats an animal that eats a plant. Right. Right? Okay. So plants um, absorb CO2. Pull out the carbon, emit oxygen, right? Right, and then they use that carbon with photosynthesis to make their plant material. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, when they don't, when they have more CO two in the atmosphere, they have little pores on their leaves. There's a word for it; it escapes me right now. But they open those up to absorb a CO two molecule. All right. When there's more CO two in the atmosphere, they don't have to open them up as large or for as long. Okay. That makes them water uh, drought more drought resistant because less water evaporates out of that pore hmm. at the time that it's open for the size. Okay. So higher CO2 concentration in the atmosphere makes our plants more drought resistant and creates more uh, plant growth, which is why we're having record harvests all over the world. Hmm. Okay. If, you, if you're a greenhouse grower, you buy bottled CO2 and you bring CO2 up to 1,200 parts per million in your in your in greenhouse, greenhouse. yeah, hmm. to fertilize your plants. Is that deadly for a human? No, no. That's probably five or six hundred because of all the, you know, hot air that's going on in this studio right now. <laughs> Andy, <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, all right. all right. We can live in very. We can live as long as there's oxygen in the room. We're fine. Okay. Sure. So, the that's the thing that's frustrating about it because I've got four daughters. And I do not want them to think that there's no future for them in this world. Right. Okay? I don't want them to think that they can't have children, that they can't live a life that will give them health and happiness and, and a future and a posterity and everything. They've got to be feel positive for the future. And I'm sorry, but these green uh, crazies, you know, their political, their, their political ambition is, is, is Marxist. Okay? And they want to use the green movement to raise fuel prices— and it's working. And it's working because Biden is a stooge for those guys. You know, he said on his campaign trail he was going to cut back uh, fossil fuels. He said that Yeah. to some little girl that was there. So you've got to understand that this is all part of their plan. And it's not about, you know, saving the planet. It's about gaining the power for them. It all comes back to that because increased CO2 has benefits the planet may or may not be warming. If it is, it's natural. It's been, actually, the planet has been warming for the last three or 400 years. And you take out the 70s, that dip, there was a little ice age. Mm-hmm. There's a medieval warm period. Remember they used to grow grapes in England? They don't yeah. do that anymore. Why? Because it's too cold. Huh. So it used to be warmer in England in the, in the medieval times when they were building castles all over Europe. It was warmer then than it is now. Hmm. Interesting. Just saying. If you want to call and talk to Jack or to Andy, that's me, uh, call 673-5890 and and talk about climate or whatever else is on your mind. Let's let's give Seth a minute. Seth, what's going on? I thought you were going to talk about chickens. 
We are going to talk about chickens in a minute. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> on top, on top of all of this, uh, I used to do inspections as a safety officer and uh, get the fire department and certify that the sprinklers would work. Yeah, they haven't uh, been working lately, Seth. Apparently. Well, and, and I'm I'm getting just a teeny weeny suspicious. Not only are chickens having problems, and millions a day are not being able to be processed, or uh, there's an avian flu running around that, oh, somebody found an avian flu that's kill a million chickens. Yeah, it's true. All right, and then, and then if the plant catches on fire in their auger or something, and then the plant doesn't just burn a little and sprinkle, it burns to the ground, to the ground along with with fertilizer plants along with food processing plants mm-hmm. and uh, 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 I'm always interested in food storage I'm always interested in prepping and I'm finding out now that maybe the Boy Scout motto be prepared is uh, going to become more and more important because it's not just chickens it's diesel fuel canceling on top of everything Almost 80% of all flights currently, uh, without a crew or without pilots or without fuel, because there's a crisis with diesel. Yeah, good point. Good point. If you don't mind, Seth, let us talk a little bit about uh, the fires. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about, let's see, what time is it? Eh, we've got five minutes before I, I need to take a break. Jack, uh not only are food processing plants, chicken plants, uh, fertilizer, you know, places catching fire, but mysteriously, in many of them, the sprinkler systems, which are set up federally regulated, uh, you've got to have them if you're going to have a building of that size, a commercial building of that size, are not working. Mm-hmm. What is going on? Mm-hmm. I know and I'm not as big a conspiracy guy as some people. You might have a better angle on this than, than me. I, what have you heard? You know, I, I haven't really heard anything. The only thing I can add to that is I, when I look at this as a business owner, from the point of view of a business owner, you know, you've got millions invested in your building. You've got millions invested in your customers. Right now, food prices are as high as they've ever been. Yeah. It's your, in your best interest to put out as much production as possible to make the most money as possible. So... It sounds like maybe it's a labor shortage because you've got you've got to cut. If you have to cut corners on maintenance and cut corners on um, uh, inspections or whatnot, then maybe that's having a, a, an effect. I don't know the answer to this. I'm, I'm less of a conspiracy guy because I will tell you that as an owner of that processing plant, the last thing he wants to do is go out of production for six months. Right. 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 And that's a very expensive proposition. No. Now, you look at it and you go, okay, what is one chicken plan? What's your first question? Why are you shutting down? In your lead, you're supposed to have who, what, when, where, and why. Why? So in, in all three of these articles, one was KSL, one was uh, the local news uh, online, and none of them said why. Hmm. Okay? There was, an allu- some, there was an allusion to help. And so maybe they're not having enough employees out there to run the thing like it's supposed to be run. Hmm. That would make sense to me. I have to draw that conclusion because it didn't say in the article. Well, and you would think if that's really the reason they bump up wages, if, you know, if I'm going to make 14 at Arby's, but I can make, you know, in Milford or whatever, but I can make 
25 at the you know mm-hmm. the plant the smith smithfield foods plant yeah uh then i might do that and and, and wouldn't maybe having to pay employees more be better than just shutting the whole thing down it seems like it, it would it would seem so and the um, one of the articles it said, it said about they were shutting down uh processing plants in california because it was too expensive to operate there now that i believe yeah <laughs> i believe that for the taxes and the power costs and, and employee costs and things like that i'm sorry but still people still have to eat there was also an article that said that there was only four beef processing that that they were consolidating into uh, four beef processing plants over the years and that two of them got hacked and yeah. shut them down for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, now, look, I will tell you this. It's, it, it is completely in my mind within the realm of possibility that these green uh, green warriors, if you will, the, the environmentalists, the, yeah. the climate uh, control types, are shutting down these uh, plants by hacking them. Okay, if that, Or even setting fire. I wouldn't put that past them because right. the left side is the radical side that's not afraid of doing violence. Well, and we've seen them do that. And we've too. seen it many yeah. times. So... I don't. I don't have an answer. I can tell you that if I if I was the owner of a, of a of a processing plant, last thing I want to do is have a fire and shut down out of production when prices are as high as they are. Do you, you think? Know? Do you think fear is part of it then? That shutting down a plant. Maybe they're afraid they're going to get firebombed or no. I I wouldn't worry about that. Something. I would prevent against it and and press on. I mean, mm-hmm. I would say, well, look, I make sure my sprinklers are working, my fire alarms are working, my got I got fire extinguishers everywhere, you know, things like that. Security, uh, I can tell you at my restaurant, I have fire extinguishers everywhere, and I get inspected every six months hmm. and make sure they're all working. So that's that's something you just do because otherwise you're stupid. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Feels like it feels like that something fundamental is wrong right now, though, with this kind of stuff happening. Yeah, it does. It, it's not natural mm-hmm. that. Uh, well, because things are changing from the way that we're used to seeing the world. Yeah. You know, we're not used to seeing people, you know, we're not used to seeing unemployment or employment uh, crunches like this where, you know, there's more jobs than there is people for yeah. months and months and months on end with, uh, you know, heavy. Now, I lived through the 70s, through the heavy inflation and the gasoline prices and things like that. It really does feel like we're going back through the 70s again. Yeah. You know, and we've even got Jim 2.0 as president. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's... I think I think uh, Mr. Biden's making Jimmy Carter look pretty good. He makes right him. Now, he's making so him look pretty fact. damn good. All, so. And he's already had a he's already had a bungled uh, military operation overseas, like Carter did. Mm-hmm. You know, the withdrawal of Afghanistan, and then Carter's uh, failed attempt at rescuing the hostages in Iran and killing. Uh, I think it was eighteen uh, 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 airmen or, or soldiers, or whoever it was, in the, on those helicopters that crashed in the desert. Right. Um, you know, gasoline prices as high as they've ever been. Inflation as high as it's ever been. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Got to take a break, Jack. Uh, let's get this commercial break in. Uh, I, I think one fundamental difference, in my opinion, Jimmy Carter was inept. I think Joe Biden is dirty. That's what I think. We'll be right uh, back. I'm not going to argue with you, buddy. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to thank you for listening to News Radio 890 92.5 KDXU. We are your home for BYU sports. He's got a touchdown catch. The latest news. I'm Greg Neff from the KDXU 24-Hour News Center. Here's what's happening. It's my show, The Andy Griffin Show. Welcome to the program. I'm Andy. Thank you for tuning in on this sunshiny Monday. And, of course, the best of conservative politics from around the globe with the Travis and Sexton Show, Sean Hannity, Ben Shapiro, and Mark Levin. You can find it all right here on News Radio 890-925-KDXU. 
This is the Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890, 92.5 KDXU. Stay tuned for Clay and Buck coming up next. Welcome back, Andy and Jack. We have a pretty good discussion when we're not on the air, and we're trying to bring that back when we come back on the air, but some of it we just quite frankly can't say while we're on the air. So anyway, Jack. Jack Profanity-laced no, no, side no, talk. No, 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 not that. No, not, not that. Just stuff that you, I mean, we can say things about people or things that you can't really say on the air because you get in trouble, you know. But just your opinion on... Uh, UAP. Now, the congressional hearing last uh, month, it's only been maybe three weeks ago, uh, Congress decided to go ahead and pursue, not UFOs, because that's such an inflammatory mm-hmm. name, but UAPs, or right. Unidentified Aerial mm-hmm. Phenomena. Yes. Uh, any thoughts on Congress deciding to do that? And before you say anything, I have uh, Chris Stewart, who is a congressman, uh-huh. said... And he's a lifelong pilot. Yeah. Flew all kinds of planes for the Navy and, or and Air, Air Force, Force yeah. uh, rather. And he said he saw things that he can't explain. He doesn't think they were aliens, but they are definitely unexplained aerial phenomena. Right, right. Thoughts? It's about time. It's about <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Seriously. Yeah, put me down in the camp that, that thinks that we're being visited. Really? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, there's those videos that came out a couple of years ago about the F-18 pilot off the coast of San Diego, mm-hmm. uh, and he filmed the Tic Tac, and then the other one's off the coast of uh, Florida. And there's two different incidents over there. One was called Gimbal, and one was called Go Fast. Right. And those uh, are not uh, those are not <laughs> something that we can do. I mean, they stop, yeah. they make turns, and they're not releasing the most compelling stuff. And there is stuff out there. There's a there's a, a Netflix show called uh, Bob Lazar Area 51 and Flying Saucers, and I highly recommend folks watch that. And it is very very enlightening because Bob Lazar basically broke open this whole story back in the early 90s when he uh, when he uh, went public with uh, George Knapp, who was a reporter out of Las Vegas, about how he was trying to back engineer uh, flying saucers at Area 51, which hmm. is where this thing all started uh, coming to light. And he talked about these flying saucers having anti-gravitational uh, propulsion units yeah. that would explain how these UAPs are maneuvering, starting and stopping. And if you listen to, there's a really good interview with uh, Joe, uh, Joe Rogan with the pilot uh, of that F-18 out of uh, San Diego. Mm-hmm. And him and Jeremy Corbell, who was the producer of this uh, Netflix TV show with uh, Bob Lazar. And... Uh, talked about he, he said he with his eyes he witnessed this thing doing maneuvers and these things drop from 80,000 feet down to 10,000 feet within a second hmm. and the only reason they know that it's 80,000 feet but that's as high as their radar goes it doesn't go higher than that so they don't know how high how high it was coming down phenomenal yeah un, un, i say unbelievable and yet uh there are people who have witnessed it I, and I only have a minute left here, but one night I was working, I was living in Hurricane, working in St. George. One night I'm driving home, I see three lights up in the sky, mm-hmm. uh, parallel, and a split second later, they all went opposite directions. One went up, two went sideways at, at a speed that you, I mean, they were, they were, they were in a scent, they were motionless, and just like that, they were going mm-hmm. thousands of miles an hour. Mm. And uh, yeah. I, you know, 
call me crazy. I'm not. No, I, you saw, I saw you saw. what I saw. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not going to say they were aliens or what, whatever they were, but they were something that I can't explain. Yeah. They were definitely what you call an uni, uh, let's see, well, unidentified aerial phenomenon. That's right. That's what it was. Yeah. So. Well, there's there's stuff out there. I mean, the universe is so big and so old. It's silly to think that we're the only ones out here that's, uh, you know, even my religious religion teaches there, there are worlds without end. Yeah. You know, so... And and it, and it <laughs> to borrow another line from religion, uh, it makes uh, reason stare to mm-hmm. think that uh, I mean, it's so short sighted. So That's right. short sighted to think we're the only ones here. It is so. Yeah, and the only ones that figured things out. So uh, well, we we're trying. <laughs> we are. Some of us are trying harder than others. Running short on time. <laughs> he is Jack Lancaster. He'll be back two weeks from today and. Uh, Jack, it's always a pleasure. My always friend. pleasure to be here. Thank you, Andy. And tell, you'll have to have you tell us about Senior Frog when you come back. Okay, Senior Frogs. <laughs> this is the Andy Griffin Show every day, 9 a.m. right here on KDX2. Thanks again for tuning in. Got a fun week planned for you. Stay tuned. We'll let you know about it as we get close.